are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, December 27th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds. It'll help me out tremendously. And it's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start your week. I hope everyone had uh, happy holidays and got to enjoy some time spent with friends and family and everything. Pretty fortunate, honestly, also that uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve fell on a weekend this year, so Christmas Eve, Friday night, got to stay up late. Christmas on Saturday, obviously, that, you know, speaks for itself, and then after kind of a busy back-to-back days, at least for me, uh, it, it was nice to have a Sunday to kind of relax and unwind before it was all said and done. Uh, but back to business here today, folks, and we got lots to break down here on today's show. Uh, the Blackhawks returned to practice this morning at Fifth Third Arena following the NHL pausing the regular season through December 26th. And the latest COVID news for the Hawks is that goaltender Mark andre Fleury has been placed in COVID protocol. I'll go over everything of note from the Blackhawks practice this morning with a couple of other roster moves being made as well. And then, per usual, to start off the week, I'll wrap things up with our Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first things first this afternoon, folks, let's talk about goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury being placed in COVID protocol this morning. Uh, I was driving down to Fifth Third Arena, and like five minutes before I got there, I looked at my phone, and Marc-Andre Fleury's in COVID protocol. I'm like, ugh, that's the last thing we, we needed uh, right now. And by the way, uh, a big reason why I wanted to wait and release this episode today later on in the afternoon is so that I could kind of see what all transpired this morning at practice and in, in, in the interviews and a couple hours following that because um, there wasn't just there just wasn't a lot of news or a lot happening over uh, the Christmas pause as expected. Um, so with that being the case, I kind of had a feeling uh, after a couple of days away, things were probably going to go down uh, later on this afternoon once the Blackhawks returned to the ice, uh, especially because um, the game on Tuesday that was scheduled against the Columbus Blue Jackets, ugh, that was po- postponed later, uh, late last night as well. And that made four games for the Chicago Blackhawks that uh, they're going to have to make up sometime later on in the season. And literally just before I started recording this episode, I'm kind of happy I waited because, again, a bunch of news has come out this afternoon. Um, 
literally right before I started recording, the Blackhawks announced that their game on Wednesday against the Winnipeg Jets up in Canada has also been postponed. So now five games for the Blackhawks in a row have been postponed. They haven't played a game since back on December 18th in that 4-3 overtime loss to the Dallas Stars. And now with five games postponed in a row, their next contest scheduled uh, is on New Year's Day this upcoming Saturday against the Nashville Predators. First, who even knows if that game is going to happen? Uh, I've talked about that a bunch on the show as of late. There's just so many question marks with... um, the pause, and no one really knows how even teams are going to react, if that's even going to stop the outbreak, being away from the ice for a couple of days, so a lot of things are up in the air right now, Um, but if the Blackhawks do suit up against the Predators on New Year's Day, that'll mark two full weeks since their last contest, so uh, hopefully that extended of a break won't hurt or hinder the Blackhawks' play because it's really crucial once they do start up again. Uh, they got to string together some victories here. We're closing in on the midway point of the season, and they still have a lot of ground to catch up on after that dreadful 1-9-2 and start to the season. Um, so, yeah, tough that the Blackhawks... More games are getting postponed here. No games until Saturday, none this week. Um, the players did talk about, Alex Dabrinkit specifically talked about how this break, you know, will be nice to get them some rest and, um, they're going to be energized whenever they do return, uh, should have some extra pep in their step, but yeah, it's pretty tough right now when, um, we're going to, we're looking like it's going to be two full weeks before games, not a lot of, um, game action to talk about here on the show, unfortunately, um, but yes, Marc-Andre Fleury is the latest, going back to my original point here, got caught in a ramble. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is the lone player now in COVID protocol for the Blackhawks. And with that being the case, honestly, I was kind of thinking about why these games got postponed. Um, you got to figure Columbus and Winnipeg, two teams that were having issues um, prior to the pause, they're the ones that, that got to be... Um, potentially still dealing with an outbreak or something along those lines. And also, uh, traveling up into Canada, the Blackhawks, you know, I don't know if the Canadian government had something to do with that or if the NHL, you know, is not wanting to have players travel over the border in this time and with these circumstances. I don't know, but with Marc-Andre Fleury being the only one in COVID protocol now, Calvin DeHaan was removed earlier this morning ahead of practice, by the way. I'll get more into all of that uh, a little bit later on in the show. Um, but honestly, with, with Fleury being the only player, obviously he's arguably the most valuable player to this team. Um, but with he being the lone guy that the Blackhawks have in COVID protocol right now, honestly, may not sound right, but it's kind of a fortunate position of the Blackhawks to be in compared to um, how things are going around the rest of the league. Multiple teams are having, you know, five, six, seven, or even more players in COVID protocol. So um, the Blackhawks are honestly fortunate uh, to only have a single player in COVID protocol. Uh, but with Flurry being out, that meant the Blackhawks had to recall Colin Delia from the Rockford Icehogs this morning, and he was on the ice along with Kevin Lankinen for practice back up at the NHL level for the first time this season. Uh, still a little surprised, honestly, that he's still on the Blackhawks at this point, um, but he could get another shot here if 
Flurry is expected to miss uh, extended time while in COVID protocol. And and during his stretch with the Ice Hogs this season, Delia's been pretty solid. He's got a 4-4-1 record along with uh, a 2.86 goals against average and 9.07 save percentage. And and with a, a very young and inexperienced defense down there on Rockford in front of him, um, those numbers, I think, to me, are, are even more solid than they appear. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen here with uh, the goaltender department for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Derek King spoke in his presser this afternoon saying that Flurry would not play on Wednesday against the Jets. Obviously, uh, a little bit after that, the game got postponed, um, but we're going to have to wait and see uh, his status for Saturday against the Predators and also just the status of that game in general if it's going to be played or not. Um, But as I talked about for a brief second a moment ago, on the bright side, even though a key piece in uh, Marc-Andre Fleury was placed in COVID protocol this morning, he's the only one in there now because defenseman Calvin DeHaan had officially been removed and was able to join his teammates for practice earlier today. And DeHaan was the only player for the Blackhawks in protocol uh, over the Christmas pause. So nice to see him back out on the ice today, uh, as well as uh, a forward Henrik Borgstrom, who was um, ju- who was removed from COVID protocol just before the pause occurred. Uh, nice to see that he was able to um, kind of remain healthy over the holidays and is now put together back-to-back sessions where he's been a full go. And same with Juj Arcara who, of course, dealt with uh, that, that scary situation a couple of weeks back against the New York Islanders. And it's honestly kind of crazy to me that Kara is already back out there on the ice, but Derek King has reiterated multiple times that the club is going to take it easy with Kara, you know, before he's ready for game action. They're going to make sure he's 110%. So um, it'll be curious to see if that occurs on Saturday or not, um, with, you know, the Hawks, both their games this week getting canceled. There's an extended break in between there. That We'll, we'll see if that will be enough time for Juj Arcara uh, to, to suit up and get back in there for the Blackhawks' next game. And the last roster transaction that was made by the Hawks this morning, um, the NHL over the weekend announced the return of an optional taxi squad for those teams that are dealing with COVID outbreaks. And the NHL also said that there can be uh, emergency call-ups made as long as the player is not making more than a million dollars on their contract. And teams can also add a goalie to their roster as well. Uh, They can add a goalie freely if they have less than two healthy because of the virus. So the taxi squad is officially back, folks, and the Blackhawks' first player on it this season is none other than forward Brett Connolly, who was also in the midst of a four-game suspension, um, something that I think a couple people have forgotten about because the Blackhawks have been away from the ice for so long, um, but it honestly does kind of make sense for Connolly to be on the taxi squad right now while serving that suspension, and honestly, that might not even be the worst case for him regardless of that because um, I've, I've talked about this on the show a few times. He's kind of a perfect fringe player to be up at the NHL level because the Blackhawks don't really care if they have to healthy scratch him or if he's not you know getting the most minutes up at the NHL level because they're not worried about his development. He's 29 years old, and if they have to scratch him, you know, 
so be it. That's kind of just the way it goes. And Connolly doesn't really have much to much more to accomplish at the AHL level at this point. He was a point-per-game guy down there uh, earlier this season. He hadn't been there in 10 years prior, um, so he doesn't really deserve to be there. And even if he was, you know, I don't know if the, the Ice Hogs, with all the youth that they have down there, would they really want to even waste a roster spot on him going forward there? And he did so for enough time. So... Sadly for Kyle, for Connolly, this could just be the beginning of a long stint on the taxi squad for the Blackhawks as uh, the NHL has permitted clubs to use them if they need to through the All-Star game later on this season. All right, there are all the roster transactions made by the Blackhawks ahead of this morning's practice. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to get into the lines and pairings that the team rolled with today, as well as the current COVID outbreak that the Rockford Ice Hogs are dealing with. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, Make sure you include Built Bar in your plan because right now you can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. In so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, coconut almond or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Either way, Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars which can be chalky or waxy or even taste like a chemical spill. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And for a limited time offer, go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15. That's one word, LOCKED in all caps, followed by the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now on the show this afternoon, the last little thing I wanted to discuss about practice this morning is the forward lines and defensive pairings that the Hawks rolled with because it's been a couple days since we've seen them on the ice. Uh, and a lot of this practice actually focused more so on special teams play. And they also had a couple of other drills where um, they worked on moving the puck through the neutral zone because they're passing honestly has been atrocious this season, Um, but towards the end, there were some line rushes held finally, and up top, starting with their first forward line, the Blackhawks went with Alex DeBrinkett, Henrik Borgstrom, and Patrick Kane, and going back a couple of weeks now, uh, before Borgstrom was dealing with that illness, this was actually the first line that the Hawks used against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and to me, um, it's definitely notable that Borgstrom, right when he returns, already seems to have the upper hand over Dylan Strom as to um, who the coaching staff would prefer to use on that top line with DeBrinckit and Kane. But if Stromer isn't skating with those two, then I think he absolutely has to be used on the Hawks' second line along with Jonathan Taze and Brandon Hagel. And that's exactly where he was placed in line rushes at practice this morning. And I think Strom has been doing 
a fine job in a top six role recently. I believe he has uh, four points in his last seven games. Don't quote me on that. I don't have it right in front of me, but he's been rather productive. So I I think you got to leave him there and kind of keep letting him do his thing alongside other capable offensive players. For the third line for the Blackhawks, uh, they stuck with Dominic Kubalik, Kirby Doc, and Philip Kershev, which has been a trio that has actually worked pretty well as of late and has kind of uh, created some consistent production in the bottom six for the Blackhawks, really for the first time this season. So uh, to me, at least, no real surprise there that those three remain together this morning after the Christmas pause. Uh, and then Mackenzie Entwistle, Ryan Carpenter, and Jujar Kara were the three who made up the Blackhawks' fourth line at practice this morning. And it was interesting to me that Kara drew in over Curtis Gabriel. Gabriel served as the 13th forward once again. Uh, and even though Kara, you know, I'm not sure if he's game ready yet. We're going to have to wait till Saturday. Um, but I found it interesting that he was already involved in the line rushes over Curtis Gabriel. Um, and seeing Gabriel as that extra forward, to me, it wasn't all that shocking because uh, I expect that to be the role that he largely serves in when he's up at the NHL level. You know, not an offensive-minded guy at all. He's out there for his physicality and his toughness, his willingness to stand up for a teammate. Derek King went to the front office, went to Kyle Davidson and said, give me a tough guy. I need a scrapper. What did Kyle Davidson do? He went and got Curtis Gabriel. So, um, you know, I think it's kind of a good spot for him to be in, Gabriel. Being a guy who can kind of draw in there on certain nights when you expect things to get uh, a little more physical and chippy, potentially. He's a good guy to have out there protecting your teammates, but probably not a guy you want in the lineup at the NHL on a consistent basis. And then on the back end for the Blackhawks, with Calvin DeHaan back, that returned their defense to full strength. All seven defensemen are now back to being fully healthy. Cross my fingers, knock on wood, because um, that never seems to happen for the Blackhawks this season. I think it's happened for one game so far. Um, But when that is the case, something I've talked about on the show, it's going to be interesting to see if Derek King, whether or not he's going to uh, rotate a couple of guys in and out of the lineup, or if there's going to be a consistent odd man out. This morning, that odd man out was Eric Gustafson, after he kind of had a couple of shaky games in a row there before the Christmas pause. He, I didn't think he was very good on Friday against Nashville or on Saturday uh, against Dallas. So we're going to have to see what happens with Gustafson's position, whether or not, you know, King's starting to not think of him so favorably. You know, a a week or two ago uh, when the Blackhawks in the NHL wasn't in the midst of this pause, before those last two games, Gustafson had seen a huge uptick in his minutes, and uh, King talked about how he liked his game, which was a little bit questionable, questionable, but Gustafson, you know, I will admit, he had a stretch there where he was playing pretty darn good. Last weekend, not so good. So we're going to have to see if that proves to be costly for him or uh, just what's going to happen there on the back end for the Blackhawks. I kind of have a feeling it's going to be, you know, a prove-yourself type situation there. Kind of whoever has the hot hand, per se, is going to be the one who finds themselves in the lineup more frequently. But I definitely still think it's notable that um, Eric Gustafson was the seventh defenseman for the Blackhawks in their return to practice this morning. One other quick thing I wanted to be sure to mention today, um, 
while the Blackhawks have been able to uh, prevent any outbreaks of COVID for the most part, quick knock on wood there as well, um, the same thing can't be said about the uh, uh, Rockford Icehogs right now, sadly, because this morning, Rockford announced a slew of players were placed into COVID-19 protocol, including head coach Anders Sorensen and assistant coach Jared Nightingale, so no coaches for the Icehogs at the moment. And they also placed forwards Mike Hardman, Garrett Mitchell, DJ Boosdeker, Carson Gasevitz, and Dmitry Osipov, along with defenseman Nicholas Bodan and Ian Mitchell. Seven players and two coaches all were placed into COVID protocol this morning as well. So, a uh, scary situation there. Looks like a massive outbreak's going down um, in Rockford. First and foremost, you know, I hope everyone's feeling all right and hopeful that the symptoms aren't too serious for anyone who's been affected by this. And it's also a pretty scary thing to happen right after the holiday season. I'm sure a bunch of these guys were with friends and family. So I uh, hope everyone's doing all right there. And it looks like there's not going to be any games for the Ice Hogs anytime in the near future. And this actually could affect the Blackhawks potentially as well, because what I just talked about, the Blackhawks have not seemed to have all seven of their defensemen healthy at the same time this year. It's just always been one thing after another. So if someone were to get injured or if there were to be a COVID situation on the back end for the Blackhawks, I'm certainly not wishing that upon the team, but, um, you know, let's face it, it's definitely in the realm of possibility with the way things have been going right now. Um, with Mitchell and Bodan, you know, if they're in COVID protocol and a situation occurs for the Blackhawks, those are probably the first couple of defensemen that uh, the Hawks would recall in an emergency situation. Hopefully, again, we'll never have to deal with a situation like that, um, but it's something to be mindful of because it could come into play, sadly, if um, COVID happens to become an issue around the Blackhawks. All right, there is everything noteworthy from the NHL and the Blackhawks returning from the pause this morning. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I'll, where I'll answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Locked On Blackhawks. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. BetOnline has you covered all season on more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season in the NFL and NCAA continues to march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, NBA, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Getting into segment three today, 
It's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Locked On Blackhawks. First question I want to answer today comes from at Moncada underscore season on Twitter, who asked, how many more years do you think Patrick Kane will play? And do you think he'll finish his career as a Blackhawk? Oof. Well, Patrick Kane uh, is now 33 years old. He'll be 34 next November. But this guy's shown no signs of slowing down. Like a fine wine, Patrick Kane only seems to get better with age. Uh, I know for him, he's kind of having a... I don't want to say a down season because he's got 25 points in 26 games, uh, nearly a point-per-game player. Um, But from what we've seen out of number 88 in the past couple of years, I think we kind of expect those numbers to be a little better. At the same time, the Blackhawks' offense as a whole has certainly gone through their fair share of struggles this season, to put it nicely. Um, But Patrick Kane, I, I think, is really a guy that can play for as long as he wants to. Maybe the situation changes once he gets into his upper 30s, you know. Eventually, you're going to slow down, but this guy trains hard. I mean, he puts in the work. Speed has never been an issue for him. He continues to be one of the best puck handlers in the entire league. Always has eyes in the back of his head. Has so many plays that lead to incredible things for the Blackhawks. I don't know if I can say 40, but... Um, if Patrick Kane keeps it up, I don't see why that's not possible. Um, I mean, he's going to go down as the best American player of all time, and I think um, any team around the league, whether it be the Blackhawks or somewhere else, hopefully that's not the case, but um, I think they're going to give this guy chances to play uh, as long as he wants to. But whether or not he's going to finish his career with the Blackhawks, that's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, his contract, along with Jonathan Taves, comes up at the end of next season. They're both currently making uh, $10.5 million. They signed that deal together a, a long time ago. Um, but that contract is coming up at the end of next year, and the Blackhawks are going to have some tough decisions on their hands. Um, do they want to give Patrick Kane big money, or do they want to go in a completely new direction? Certainly, we know that Jonathan Taves isn't going to get $10.5 million, whether that be from the Blackhawks or from somewhere else. He's not going to get that number once again. That's a situation of its own, but in terms of Patrick Kane, I just don't see how the Blackhawks can let him go. How can you let this guy go? Arguably the greatest player in franchise history. Three Stanley Cups, he's accomplished everything. And he's still on top of his A-game. I don't know why you would want to trade him unless you completely want to start from the ground up. I don't know if that's the route you want to go. But it could benefit the Blackhawks by trading him. I will say that because it's going to free up so much money. They could definitely acquire huge assets. But I just personally don't see it happening. If I were in charge, I'd be doing everything I could to make Patrick Kane work financially going forward because... As I talked about, there's no slowing down from this guy. And he deserves the respect from the organization. If he wants to be here, which I think he does, he grew up here, been here his entire career, he's got family here. It's going to come down to whether or not he wants to be here, I believe. But I have a hard time believing that he'll want to go elsewhere. I don't know. I personally think the Blackhawks are going to find a way to get a deal done with um, Patrick Kane once that contract expires in the summer of twenty and uh, 2023. Excuse me. Um, 
I'm hopeful that he's going to stick around because it would absolutely break my heart to see Patrick Kane rocking number 88 in any other sweater besides the Chicago Blackhawks. Second question I want to answer on the show here today comes from, uh, what was the name? Comes from, oh, it was a two-parter, I forgot. Also from Moncada Season. What do you expect a potential Alex DeBrinkett extension to look like? Would you be willing to give him a $10 million AAV? Ugh. That's a hell of a debate. But with what DeBrinkett has shown us at such a young age, I mean, Alex DeBrinkett is only 24 years old and he's already known as one of the best goal scorers in the entire NHL. And he's honestly... There's a case for him being the most valuable player for the Blackhawks this season. He's been that good and has been one of the few guys that can consistently find the back of the net for this team. Without Alex Dabrinkit, I don't even want to know where this Blackhawks offense would be. So, if this continues, he's got two more years still, but, I mean, if he's a 40-goal scorer, or even close to it, he's got an argument. He signed a bridge deal last time. $6.4 million, looks like a pretty fair bargain for Alex Dabrinkit right now. After signing that deal with Chicago, I think he's going to want the money that he should be making. And $10 million, that's right around, I think that's a good ballpark area for Alex Dabrinkit. And of course, um, that's going to be tough to fit in if they want to keep Patrick Kane here. Those deals expire at the same time, both Kane's and Dabrinkit's, along with Jonathan Taze's. Those are... Oof. I'm not looking forward to summer of 2023 because I'm going to be scared of what could potentially happen. Jonathan Taze could be somewhere else. Patrick Kane could be somewhere else. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't even want to think about it right now, folks. But let's go and take a look at the highest paid players in the NHL. Let's just look that up right now while, while I'm recording. I did not do this before the show or anything. There are 14 players who make double digits in the NHL in terms of millions of dollars, of course. Jack Eichel makes 10. Anze Kopitar makes 10. Bobrovsky makes 10. That's outlandish. Tazen Kaner at 10.5. Carey Price is at 10.5. Mitch Marner's near 11. Doughty's 11. Tavares is 11. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know if Alex Dabrinkit is going to reach double digits at the same time. Who knows what's going to happen with the cap situation in the next couple of years. Looking at the guys who are just below that, Alex Ovechkin, 9-5, Kucherov, 9-5, Malkin, 9-5, Miku Rantanen, 9.25. I think those are honestly a little bit more similar the more I look at this. I'm not going to put 10 out of the, you know, out of the cards. I think the Blackhawks could potentially have to pay him a little bit more than they want to because he signed a bridge deal to help them out. So maybe it gets to double digits, but personally, I'm going to guess somewhere between 9 and 9.5 if Alex Dabrinkit keeps um, keeps himself in the conversation for one of the best goal scorers in the National Hockey League. But yeah, that's another contract situation that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on uh, over the next year and a half. The last question I have on today's Mailbag Monday fan segment is from Chad Wells at Hosehead82 on Twitter, who said, Realistically, how many games can these teams have postponed before it's a mad back-to-back-to-back dash at the end of the season to get the makeup games in? Fortunately, that's what they have February for. 
the Blackhawks, I'm going to look at it right now because I don't want to misstate the dates. But right now, the Blackhawks are scheduled to have off from February 3rd to February 25th. 22 days. It's a lot of room to make up five games. Or even if it gets, you know, hopefully it doesn't get worse, but even if there's a couple more, they have over three full weeks off to squeeze those in. And with the players not going to the Olympics now, um, this is kind of what they did that for, just in case there was a situation like this. So, yeah, it's going to be busy, I think, because all these teams are going to have to make up games. But if things don't get too much worse... You know, five games in 21 days for the Blackhawks, that's nothing out of reason. Unfortunately for me, I figured that the NHL players would be taking part in the Olympics, and I booked myself a vacation in Mexico from February 12th to February 19th, which now looks foolish because the Blackhawks are probably going to be playing games, and I'm going to have to be working when I'd rather be on the beach in Mexico enjoying myself. Darn it. But yeah, that's what those three weeks are built for, for a little bit of leeway. Some teams are going to have it worse than others. Fortunately, the Blackhawks only have five games to make up as of right now. So, you know, five games in those 22 days, one game every four days, that's not too bad. So even if a couple more do get canceled, um, you know, obviously that's not going to help with the energy late in the season, but every team's going to have to deal with that. There's no unfair advantage across the board here. So, Um, again, hopefully things don't get worse, but there is that kind of safety blanket in place just in case this were to happen. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Monday, December 27th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app. And you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go check out Lockdown Bets right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.